you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. Desiree, did you uh, learn anything awesome from Tiffany's episode? So much, including the fact that I really like guacamole when it's not made traditionally. (laughs) Yeah, you like healthy guacamole. I do. Yeah, that was amazing for her to bring that and all those teas that she made for us. Yeah, and did we ever really talk about the papaya seeds? I know we talked about talking about papaya, but I don't. Remember. I think we left it out I accidentally think we did too. And so let's touch on that real quick. That the papaya seeds she replaced with the pepper, right? She didn't use pepper. Right. She, used papaya she ground seed it down and used that instead because mm-hmm. it helps with um, intestinal parasites. Mm-hmm. Right. It gets rid of intestinal parasites, and I mean, we probably all need that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I I remember thinking that afterwards. I was like, I don't think we talked about. I think we said we were gonna talk about papaya seeds and didn't talk well, about the papaya fact that seeds. she ground them down and used them as black pepper. I've never done that in my life, right. so I was like, this is another level, which Thank is amazing you. because I have an allergy to black pepper, which she didn't know before she came in. She was just like, intuitively, mm-hmm. I'm going to use papaya instead of black that. pepper, and I was like, thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. I did not want to have an allergic reaction today on the show. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I'm also thankful that she did the um, face mask. Like we did like a yeah. chemical peel. Mm-hmm. And like I, I didn't know if I was actually going to have a good reaction or a bad mm-hmm. reaction to it. But my face still feels amazing yeah, after that so stuff. Yeah, and easy. Like you have all of the ingredients. juice? Yeah, you have all the ingredients at home. And mm-hmm. then you spray baking soda on it yeah. to activate it and wipe it off. Yeah. Yeah, my face feels amazing. I'll be doing that once a week. Yeah. Um, I know that we like kind of bagged on some companies too, <laughs> but it, it comes from a passion of just like quit lying. Right. Quit, stop using me. Yeah, stop using me. Like <laughs> I will buy your honest. product if you're good for my highest good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I don't ever want anybody to think that I like hate doctors and hate Western medicine because mm-hmm. I come off so passionately about some of the negative experiences I've had. But I have had so many more positive experiences than I have negative. And you it do was, understand that it's yeah, needed. It's needed. Yeah. But the negative ones are the ones that made me quit outsourcing my health to others, which is why I speak so passionately about what I went through. So if you are listening and you're like, wow, Shai's kind of mad at Western medicine (laughs) a little bit, but I'm more mad at insurance companies than I can ever be at those sweet doctors and nurses that really, really do try their best. And I think that's a really good point that it is kind of more on the backs of the insurance companies that really tie And the weird guidelines that are made. It is. Mm -hmm. The whole let me meet my deductible before I help you, but you still owe me a payment every month thing. I'll Mm -hmm. never understand, Mm -hmm. but that's not this episode. (laughs) But in this episode, we are going to go over some self-healing, whether it be how to rewire your brain, um, holistic alternatives. Um, Desiree has some killer information about holding yourself accountable with your insurance companies and the power that. I don't really think is taught to us enough about right. our insurance companies. 
I think that um, just personally as someone who has dealt with chronic issues and health issues um, from the time, I, I honestly do not remember a time even as a child where I wasn't chronically ill that there's just some things that you have to do in order to be your own best health advocate that if you don't keep that control and that power in your own hands, um, you become a victim of the, of the system. Yeah, you're definitely one of the numbers that they love calling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I would love for you to just start and take it away because, um, yeah, I didn't even think that we were going to take the episode this way. And then you showed me your notes. I'm like, that is some, that <laughs> made me, that. well, it made me audit myself. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that already, and I haven't even heard your presentation yet. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, let's get started. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is just um, being your own health advocate. So um, understanding that in today's world, it's not um, feasible for the majority of us to really go around and not have health insurance. We need some type of insurance, some type of way to pay our medical bills because when we have those catastrophes or just even everyday medical bills, we need a way to help pay that, and that usually is health insurance. But (laughs) um, we also need a way to hold ourselves and our doctors and our insurance agents um, accountable to make sure that we are being cared for in the best way possible, especially if you have chronic issues. So one of the first things you can do is really understand how health insurance works. Um, understand about your deductible. Understand about your coinsurance. Understand about your hospitalization plan. And when you're shopping for your insurance, whether it's through your ins- insurance provider at your employer, um, through a government agency, whatever the case may be, make sure that you understand all the different ways that you can be charged, um, all the different ways in the plans that you're going to be paying for, um, your prescriptions, all of that. Really understand how health insurance works and make sure that you have a good understanding of how you're going to be paying for it. The second thing that I recommend is um, don't be afraid to ask questions. So a lot of people are going to show up at their doctor's appointment and be like, I don't feel good, doc, and not really be prepared to say, um, you know, for two weeks now, I have been having this on and off thing in my right leg or I occasionally when I stand up, I am... Uh, getting lightheaded and dizzy, but it's not a constant thing. Or I have a pain in my lower back that only comes um, on my time of month. And we need to really be prepared when we go to the doctor to ask the questions. Write a list and say, why is this happening? Or, you know, this has been going on for three months. Make sure that you are prepared because um, your doctor Honestly, they get about seven minutes with you. That's what insurance gives them. They get about seven minutes with you. If they spend more time than that, um, they are losing money when they sit in the room with you. It's not their fault. They want to do better. They can't. So you get about seven minutes and they're in there to find out what's going on, what they need to prescribe, if they need to issue any um, medications, if they need to issue any lab work. And so the better prepared you are, the more you're going to get out of that seven minutes with your doctor. 
Um, and then another thing that you really need to do is maintain your own health records. So anytime I would go get a test done, whether it be a blood test, an imaging test, whether x-rays, MRI, CT, whatever that is, I always asked for my own copy and I kept my own records at my own house. Have never done or thought about doing in my life until this absolute moment right now. (laughs) Which, I mean, I have the x-ray and the knee brace from my meniscus injury. But other than that, like, never thought of actually keeping my own medical records. Right. Because, you know, you go to the doctor, they have them, right? They do have them. But... You're absolutely right. Right. And here's something funny that, you know, um, and I, I usually tell people this all the time. And a friend of mine that I work with, I used to work with, um, she came back to me the other day and she was like, you remember when you told me to keep all my medical records? I started doing that. I, and I've been having an issue that's been ongoing for many years, as I know. And um, she said, I decided to go back through some of my test results. And my doctor told me that I had this condition. Condition, but they never told me I had this condition. And I went back through my test results and found out that I had been diagnosed with this condition and they never even let me know that. And it was um, it was basically like celiac disease, right? So like mm. you can't have gluten. Yeah. And the test results said celiac disease. Doctor never even mentioned it to her. And even though she got the results and had kept them in her file, she didn't look at them because yeah. doctor already told me because those same results said, I have this and this and this happening. And the doctor's like, let's address this. Right. And didn't mention celiac. And she's like, and since I went back, and looked at that and I've now been eating gluten free and I've been and she's like, I've been noticing a huge difference in my life. And it's not that they don't want to tell you you have celiac disease. They're just like, hey, this other issue, it's a bigger deal and we're going to address that. Again, I don't ever really want to blame. I'm sure there's some bad apples like there is in everything. But for the most part, most of the nurses and doctors that I've met, their hands are tied on what they personally would recommend with the knowledge that they have. Mm -hmm. But they have guidelines and laws and rules and Mm -hmm. so many things that they have to prescribe a certain thing they have to say a certain thing they have to guide your care a certain way based on the facility that you're in Mm -hmm. and when you have your own records and you can be your own advocate you can go to your doctor and say hey this right here it says I have celiac disease what what can we do about that you know Mm -hmm. let's make another appointment I'm going to come back and see you next week we're going to address this one too you know, because you can be your own advocate. If you don't have your own records, you don't have the ability to do that. But I will say, if you don't feel good or confident or you have a doctor that doesn't make you feel confident in being your own advocate, you have every right to go get a different doctor. Yeah, is it going to take some screening? Yeah, is it going to take some time? Yeah. I yeah. called four different <laughs> facilities to get a primary care physician when I came to Wichita mm-hmm. because mine passed away. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, I can go back home. Like they're not there anymore. Yeah. Trying to be a big kid. Mm -hmm. But I left voicemails for all of them. I had one doctor call me back Mm -hmm. and they were all taking new patients. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, one, what are you going through where you say you're taking new patients and you're not taking new patients? But two, again, like I know it's healthcare, but I still think there should be customer service involved. Yeah. And not just for, oh, please come to us so we can have your money. It's, can you make me feel like I'm safe here? Because I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to you for a medical issue. I'm coming and putting my trust in you that you're the one that I'm supposed to believe in and trust. 
So can we like work on that a little bit? Because right. that's, I think that's why no matter how old I got, I always wanted my mom to call the doctor mm-hmm. or the dentist and just tell me when to show up. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when I had to schedule my own dentist and doctor's appointments, I was like, adulting sucks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, they asked me what insurance company I have. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Don't you have that? Don't you have that information? <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't there a card that gives you all of the boring information I don't want to know anymore? Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, just some things. Anyway. That's a really good point. We're going to circle around. We're going to circle back <laughs> to that. Thank you. So um, another thing is review your medical bills for errors because a lot of times there are errors or um, things that were billed, not billed. If they, uh, I have heard, um, if they code the bill incorrectly and then you call yeah. them back, they'll just write it off your bill. Well, I don't know if that's for everybody, but if they code the procedure incorrectly. Well, also, if they code the procedure incorrectly, you could get billed for it because insurance is like, no, I'm not paying for that. But the code was put in wrong Mm -hmm. and they're sending you now the personal bill for it. But if you let them know, hey, you know, you need to look into this a little bit further because this insurance should be covering it and they can look at it and go, oh, you're right. We need to change that code and resubmit. So just always look for those kinds of things. If you're getting a bill, then maybe you think you shouldn't be. There's still humans doing all of this. And if if that's your job is coding medical bills, the redundancy in that is going to cause a higher percentage (laughs) of errors. Yeah, yeah. As it should. I used to be a traffic coordinator for a radio station in the redundancy and even the billing aspect sometimes. Yeah. I would be like, oh, that's 3,000, not 300. Yeah, not 300. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a big difference on a bill. Right. So Absolutely. it happens. Yeah. Just be nice when yeah. you're calling. Mm-hmm. They get paid a low amount of money for people to yell at them all day. Right. <laughs> I'm always like, hi, Brenda. How's your day? Anybody been mean to you? Hmm? Where you at? Oh, oh, yeah. I guess you would be from Alabama. You just sound nice. <laughs> you just sound so sweet. I had a lady named Ina that I used to talk to all the time. How's Alabama today? Oh, God, I love the way you talk. I'm a sucker for a southern accent. Yeah. (laughs) So the other thing is um, know when a second opinion is appropriate. So not always. Like, um, do I have a cold doctor? Second opinion, not really appropriate. Trust your doctor, right? Like, take some Zycam and move on. Move on. Right. Just get some oranges in your system. You'll be fine. (laughs) Right. Um, but you know, torn meniscus, maybe a second opinion. You never know. Yes. (laughs) We don't need to start again. (laughs) Do not get me started. Right. So just know that, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're considering surgery, if you're considering, you know, some life altering kind of things, it's okay to, to request that second opinion and you might actually want to get that. And then also just take advantage. There is actually free preventative care opportunities under the Affordable Care Act that you have it um, the ability to get so free there's 15 free health care screening and services that you can get from affordable care act insurance or not so take advantage of some of those look those up and find out what they are and take advantage of some of those and those are just different ways that you can be your own health care advocate um one thing that I'm a huge um, fan of and we're circling back around to what you were just talking about is um Looking in your area for alternative health care solutions. So a lot of times these are going to be doctors and physicians who don't take insurance. And you're like, what? Hang on. If I, if insurance isn't involved, how am I going to afford that? Yeah, how am I going to be able to do that? <laughs> so um, these are, you're going to want to look at 
things called concierge care, um, membership care, and direct care. Those are what you're going to want to Google. Um, and even here in Wichita, we have uh, probably seven, eight different options just in Wichita. And if you walk down the street and talk to somebody, they all have insurance. They all go to a traditional doctor, most likely. But we have big corporations like um, if you're familiar with Wichita at all, you know that we have Coke Industries here. Coke Industries subscribes to one of these um, concierge care companies here. Atlas MD is a big one. Um, Immediate Medical Care has a membership program. And basically what it is is you pay a monthly membership. They don't accept insurance and it gets you access to a doctor um, a lot of times, 24-7, you have a personal relationship with that doctor. So because they don't take insurance, they don't have to listen to insurance. So a lot of times the doctors, like they have the seven minutes, right? So you have to be booked every seven minutes. You go in, you go out, you don't have time with the patients. With concierge care, they can spend as long as they want to with you. They aren't they aren't dictated by insurance, and because they have this monthly membership that you pay, um, they're paid by the patients, not by the insurance companies. And so, if you need to go see them every week, you can. It's not a big deal. If you need to see them once every three months, that's fine too. But it also allows them to give access to really inexpensive medications. Probably one of the biggest benefits is like, um, you know, you can get heart medication really inexpensively. Um, there's people who uh, subscribe to them just because of the discounts on medications. Um, but they can give you that personal care that you can't get other other ways. And then they also contract with companies where you can get uh, cash pay rates, which by the way, cash pay rates are going to be less expensive than insurance pay rates. And a lot of times when you go for things like insurance, surgeries, different things like that. Um, and when you go and find these um, physicians that are doing healthcare in this new way where they're saying, no, we won't work with insurance anymore. And they're doing it, um, basically building that relationship with the patient. They do house calls. I mean, it's, it's basically going back to the way it used to be, where you actually build that personal relationship with the patient. And you build that, like they have your direct phone number to the doctor. Like you text the doctor and it becomes part of your patient file because insurance is out of it. It doesn't matter anymore. And um, I like this. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And and so maybe you pay, you know, 50 to $100 a month um, for that care. Um, how much do you pay for insurance? How much do you pay for insurance to still be like, oh, well, the doctor can't see you for four months. Can we have your exactly. $50 copay? Here's your seven minutes. Right. You and still you're have a copay. Still freaking lost Not when only you leave. Do you have a copay, but you have a deductible that you have to meet? Yeah. You have your copay that you have to meet when you have to be referred to um, hospital for surgery, blah, blah, blah. Right. So. Um, a lot There's of times, so many hoops to jump through. It just, yeah, I feel like it was made on purpose to not make sense, mm-hmm. right? And That's, you're still paying the insurance company like anywhere between seven hundred to twelve hundred dollars a month for insurance for what? Yeah, like, and wouldn't it be great never. if you could start doing business with a doctor where they took the time to talk to you, they gave you their personal phone number, they were available to you on the weekends, they came to your house to do visits. I would drop my insurance today. Right. And sign up for that 100%. And I promise you that kind of service is available in a city near you. 
But right I also now. think that again with the awakening and us taking our power back into ourselves is we will demand stuff like this. Right. So false when people false hear about will it, fall. They will want it. Yeah. They will start dropping that traditional insurance. They will go to catastrophic insurance mm-hmm. and they will go to direct care. I think um most people again in themselves like they're like, Oh, I'm one person. I can't do anything. But we consume everything. Absolutely. So all of these people that we've given all this money to collectively, we can change where this money goes. We can change who we give our insurance money to, mm-hmm. what doctors we go see, what food we buy from. Powers with the people. We the power is with the people. Mm-hmm. And you gotta you just really have to believe that in yourself and then go out and make those changes individually. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to have like a mob of people around mm-hmm. you protesting like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Like sometimes well, revolution is boring, and, you and, know, and you have to be smart about it, too, because you don't just drop that $700 a month insurance and start paying $50 a month instead, you save that $700 a month because you're going to need that catastrophic insurance with that high deductible to go have the surgery Mm -hmm. that, you know, you did break your arm or whatever the case may be. And you're going to need that now. See, that makes sense of like, okay, a car accident happens. Yeah. The car insurance that helps with that. For five years, guess what? Now you get a better vacation than you used to have. Exactly. Yeah. But also just like, okay, so if you eat like shit every day, you don't exercise, you don't even talk to yourself nicely, and then Mm -hmm. you wonder why you have chronic diseases and you're dependent on your doctor, Mm -hmm. that is what makes me sad because I don't have time to sit here and be like, hey, (laughs) you you don't do any of these things and you think that, like, you're totally fine. Right. People that that are like, oh, this is my favorite. Like, when people get up off the couch and they're like, oh, nobody told me when you were getting older it was going to be such a pain in the ass. And right. I was like, did anybody tell you that if you don't take care of your body that it it actually, like, isn't good for you and the only person you have to blame is yourself? Right. Did anybody tell you that? Are you going to blame old age and all the old wives' tales? <laughs> you need zinc, magnesium, vitamin C, alkaline vitamin D, water. Vitamin K, vitamin, yeah. Yeah, you need more fruits and vegetables, (laughs) steaks and potatoes, clog your bloodstream, and your pineal gland, okay? So many things that even, like, the respect your elder elder aspect of it, I'm like, how do you not know that you're not supposed to eat fruits and veggies? Like, that's just, like, a thing. Right. And it's like, oh, you hippie. You know, that's one of the things I loved about my grandfather so much growing up. Um, It's so sad talking about him in past tense, by the way. Yeah. Mm, Sad. Um, Is he was growing up like he always made sure when because they raised me. And so any meal he made sure we had vegetables. Right. And every like if I wasn't with him, like I was at with my mom or with my dad or something and I came back to their house, he'd be like, how many fruits and vegetables did you have today? Did you have at least three servings? You know, and he was always like fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables. And so it wasn't, uh, it was always reconfirming in my mind that are you eating fruits and vegetables with every meal? And a lot of times when I came back, it was like, uh, I don't remember the last time I had a fruit or vegetable, you know, because that's just how The it veggies was. I always struggled with as a kid. Mm-hmm. The fruits were easy, but eating fruits and veg- vegetables, it, it was more biblical to me. Like it just made sense. Like, Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. The only thing they had to eat was like the plants and vegetables. They talked to the animals, so I'm pretty sure they weren't eating them then. <laughs> um, you Not know, even the I'm sure. Eggs. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Like, I don't know all the details. I don't think they got to like stay long because the apple was delicious. <laughs> right. But I always remember just being like, 
you know, if it's from our origin, it's probably safe. And if it's made to look like it's from our origin, it's probably diluted a little bit. So I always felt safe in the knowing and understanding of, yeah, you should always eat certain fruits and certain vegetables. Going deeper into like the health journey and understanding like what does a papaya seed do in your body? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. does dragon fruit do in your body? Mm -hmm. What does an apple do for you? What does this do, this do, this do, this do? That has been just awe-inspiring and made me continuously dig further and further and further in my own nutritional journey. Mm -hmm. Like I'm to the point where I'm like, why don't I like this food? Like what – how can I put a tomato in my diet? Like to one day where I can pick a tomato off a vine and wholeheartedly just want to take a huge bite and know like, be like apple it up on it. Yeah. I'm like apple Mm -hmm. it up on it, (laughs) but I've always wanted to like tomatoes and I still have to figure out why Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. still blowing my mind, but yeah, eat your fruits and veggies right? and don't blame your age. Um, what your mother told you or what society tells you for Mm -hmm. why you think you're getting old. And by the way, Papa lived to 99. Yeah. And only died because of COVID. Yeah. So like he, he, he was, he would have kept going. He would have gotten a hundred for sure. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) RIP grandpa. We know you're here with us. Right. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. And so before I go into talking about uh, the 25 scientific backed ways to take better care of yourself, you wanted to talk about uh, one of the places we have here in Wichita specifically, right? Yeah. So I've only known one way to go to the doctor, which was your mom. I'm setting you up the appointment, you going, <laughs> yeah, you checking in at the reception desk, you sitting in there and they're like, what are you here for? And you're like, oh, well, I think I have my 17th case of strep throat. And they're right. like, okay, here's some amoxicillin. We'll see you next time, Cheyenne. Right. Yeah. Shows see you what you small town I came from. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, um, I'm not picking on that at all, but I getting older, getting out of my small town that I grew up in and going into these bigger cities and, um, diversity and just, open minds more as Maya Angelou said you do what you know until you know better and then you do better yeah and then you forgive yourself for not knowing yeah so um there I mean there's plenty of like holistic places in Wichita this is the one I'm going to focus on here for this episode and I hope Mm -hmm. I say it right Mm -hmm. um it's Riordan Clinic Mm -hmm. does that sound right I say Riordan 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 I'm already going to have their yeah (laughs) I'm already going to have their information in the show notes at the bottom but I definitely didn't want to say it wrong. So um, they've been here for 45 years and they are actually going to combine in-depth nutritional lab testing, comprehensive medical evaluation, and the utilization of a variety of holistic non-toxic treatments and services to provide a customized holistic treatment plan. So their approach is rather than focusing on a diagnosis and managing symptoms, their goal is to discover the root cause of the disease. I thought that's what doctors were supposed to be doing the whole time. So hold up. What? Yeah. Simply put, we aren't just looking to label what is wrong with you. We want to find out why the disease occurred in the first place and then address those causes. Right. I thought that's what the fucking doctors were supposed to be doing. What do you mean this is your our approach on your website? <laughs> what do you mean you want to treat and cure me instead of just figure out 15 prescriptions to throw at symptoms? You know, and I, I always go back to it's what they were taught. 
They and I get it. Like, I'm not mad at anybody, yeah. but somebody has to talk about it. Yeah. And it might as well be my theatrical advice because <laughs> I am mind fucked. Yeah. I am mad. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit taken advantage of. And I'm a little bit, what are we going to do to fix this shit for my kids? Yeah. Yeah. And by my kids, I mean, I only have one. So yeah, there's a lot of babies out there that but, need some help. But they're all our kids, right? They're all our kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. So anyways, that really blew my mind because I was like, what do you mean? I thought doctors were supposed to do that. So they have four decades of experience in successfully treating a variety of illnesses. But here's some, here's some of their mains. Cancer, Lyme disease, heart disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, diabetes, autoimmune disorders, gut issues, food sensitivities, and more. Wow. So their approach, again, is to treat the whole person beginning with a thorough review of medical history and a comprehensive patient evaluation. So you get like, I think up to like 90 minutes with the physician, like right when you walk in the door. I went ahead and opened up. That's a little more than seven. It's a little more than like seven. Eighty-three more. And like they are they are like intently looking at your stuff. Like, tell me about yourself. Tell me why you're here. Why are you here? Because not only is it like like I remember insurance being like the daddy debit card of my life. Mm-hmm. Like going into the doctor when I was a kid. <laughs> daddy debit card. But think about it. Like you don't know where the money comes from. You just know when they ask for the payment, you give them the money. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what insurance was, especially when I'm a kid. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I just know I have insurance. If I owe you any money, you can ask my mom. Right. I'm just going to get in the doctor's office. Now I'm smarter and I'm like, okay, I have to do a copay. I have to do this. I have to do this. But here, where was I freaking going with this? I'm looking at this welcome sheet. Well, they don't take insurance, right? Okay, yeah. So they don't take insurance. So they know whoever walks in the door, like, you're meaning to be here. Right. Because their new patient access, I hope I can find what you get when you go through everything. Um, But it's like $3,000 out of pocket for right when you get in the door. But what you get in the door is shit that you'll never get. At the doctor that you've ever been like doing. Like full panel lab. You get workout. full panel lab. Yeah, it's just insane all the stuff that you get. I'm like, oh, I had this pulled up a second ago. Where is it? So, yeah, you get a consultation with the doctor. They listen to your health concerns. They develop a comprehensive care plan. So even when you leave that day, it's like you book an appointment from an appointment. Um, they really want to get you set immediately after this appointment. Of course, you paid like $3,000. So you're going to do all your lab tests. You're going to do like you can do allergies and diseases. You can do a nutrient test. You can find out what you're low on. I'd imagine mine is like, you're so low on iron. How do you exist? That's where I'm at. <laughs> um, but then they're going to go there. They're going to cater a diet plan to you. They're going to tell you all the things in your diet and what these foods are doing to you, which I love the negative aspect of it like hey this is what an apple does for you hey this is what a mcdouble does for you so but seriously because you're building that awareness Mm -hmm. because those hunger vibes when you're driving along and you've had a long day and you just want something put in your stomach that is what overrides your knowledge of i know this is not serving my body properly right everything you put in your body becomes your body most people are like oh i'll just poop and pee it out Mm -hmm. no do you understand it sits in your body like your lower intestine is figuring out what's pure and what's impure All of the other parts of your body are deciding, is it going to go in a fat cell? Can this cause cancer? Is this going to be a rogue cell? Where's all the stuff going? It's not just turning into poop. I swear to God, like your skin, 
my skin is, is still probably McDoubles for my 20s. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Seven years. Everything seven, turns over yeah, in seven it, years. It turns over in seven <laughs> years. But still, if like if you pictured everything you're eating as part of your body. Like, for the last seven years. Do you want to wear a roast? <laughs> do you want Some to? Days, yeah. Do you want to be the taco meat from Taco Bell? Is that what you want to wear on your face? Because right. it's coming out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just all of those things, and I, I need like hands-on visual perspectives. I mean, I and like I need that. them to be yeah. like nitty gritty mm-hmm. too. Like yeah. I really, ju- oh, the stove's hot. Don't touch it. Nope, mm-hmm. third degree burns. Got it. Don't do it. Right. I need those visualizations, which is why I always share my visualizations like that because I am the person driving by McDonald's. It's like, oh, dude, a McDouble is like a freaking dollar. And so you're not like, just, only, just put some just, chicken nuggets just all over your face. chicken nuggets on my face. <laughs> yeah. No, I I want to be the unaccountable human being with my health, too. Mm-hmm. I do not speak from a pedestal. I speak, speak from 100% experience of I was shit, I'm still a little shit, and I'm still working on my shit. <laughs> you know? Um, but the only thing that I haven't done is gone to this clinic. And um, besides the Costa Rica trip that I want to do, I have been slowly saving up to be a patient at this clinic because I know that this is a part of my healing journey and my health journey that I need. Um, I want to live a really long time. And that still blows my mind that I want to say that. <laughs> um, so I always get like choked up when I'm like, I want to live. <laughs> this is so great. Well, take it from Papa. Just eat some veggies. <laughs> yes, Papa. Papa needs veggies. I'm also like a really big believer in, um, you know, like I think I'm just going to have to go first on a lot of these things. I'm not alone. I'm a little scared. But everyone's looking at me, and I guess I'll jump first. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, look at this over here. <laughs> They're so nice. Um, okay, so again, walking in the door, it's about $3,000 down, which, yeah, it's a kind of scary when you're like, what do you mean? Because, you you know, you get to just breadcrumb with insurance companies like, oh, okay, it's a $50 copay here. But like, what are you really getting out of this stuff? Do you know anything more or feel empowered about your body or to know how to fix your body when this stuff is happening is probably my favorite thing that I got from this. Um, all of the success stories, like even with cancer, those are probably my favorite ones. So if you want more information on this clinic, you can go to information at riordanclinic.org. They also have a 1-800 number that I'll list at the bottom of the show notes. But if you go to their website, they have success stories. You can request an appointment, the new patient intake forms. Like they will give you all the information you could possibly think they have a tab called What We Do, and it's services, therapies, and the focus programs. Anything you are looking for holistically, and I think the care and the comfortability that I have found that has lacked in my appointments in Western medicine and just the medical mafia industry, sorry to put it like that. I don't mean to, again, talk down to anybody selling, sharing, or being in the medical industry. Um, I'm just, I'm... I'm upset with the lack of care that keeps coming out, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, I have friends that have been to this clinic. They are a consistent patient. And the level of vitality in their just life after taking control of their health, which is what we're talking about now, um, it's really inspiring mm-hmm. to see someone go from like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't do this because my health is this and now I can't do this to, 
oh, I was completely misdiagnosed the wrong time. And I, I didn't have, why would I question a doctor? Mm -hmm. That's what I've gotten from people. So my Mm -hmm. favorite story, um, I had a lady when I worked for Texas Red House in Quincy, Illinois, I was a server and she was like one of my regulars. She came in one day and she handed me a card and she told me that she was dying. She just went to the doctor. She's dying. She has like stage four cancer and they just are baffled at how she of all people could have gotten cancer. Like she's healthy. She goes, she gets screenings all the time. She, you know, she keeps up on everything. And, um, I was kind of stunned too, because you don't look like you have stage four cancer and you're about to die in two weeks. So how is this even possible? And I was like, you know, this kind of sounds crazy, but like, what about like a second opinion? Like, are we going to get a second opinion or are we just going to tell everybody in our lives goodbye? And she's like, yeah, we're going to go for a second one. She's like, I just don't know if I can like hear it again. She's like, it's just, it's awful to be in a room and someone say, there's nothing we can do for you. We just found these test results. I'm so sorry. You're going to die. However, they said it to her. And I was like, this is freaking unbelievable. Um, A couple weeks later, like I thought that was the last time I was going to see her. So like I had a little sad moment and, you know, we did something cool for her to show her how much we loved her. And I didn't think I was going to see her again. A couple weeks go by and her and her husband come bouncing into the roadhouse, like celebration of life. And I'm just like, you don't look dead. You don't look like you're dying. You actually, <laughs> Do I see ghosts? <laughs> yeah, you look very, very good. What happened? And she grabbed my shoulders and she said it was a misdiagnosis. She said a flax seed got stuck in a part of her body that didn't break flax seed down. And while flax seed was in this part of her body not breaking down, it triggered this test to activate it as a cancer diagnosis. A death cancer diagnosis. A stage four, you have fucking, we can't do a goddamn thing for you, cancer. And the only thing that was wrong with this woman was a different panel of tests were taken on the same part of her body. And it just showed that this, I can't even believe I can't think of what part of the body. The part of the body that digests and disperses flax seeds into every part of your body was showing up and triggering a cancer diagnosis in the other doctor's panel tests. Okay, and here's what's crazy. She wasn't dying at all, just so you know. Right. Never fucking Never was dying. dying. Never was dying. But how many people get that diagnosis of you have two weeks to live and give up and actually die because mentally some they told you because mentally they're you're like told hey you're dying and you're like, and you're like okay i'm dying oh, well, well now okay. i just told well, let myself. me do that then well your brain's a receiver of information i know i've said <sighs> it once and i'll say it over and over you will believe it the placebo effect yeah. is 100 percent real yeah the fact that none of us know how to use it properly right. is something that we'll discuss <laughs> in a later season i need to sit in yeah. a room with a doctor going you will weigh 120 pounds in two weeks. And I'll be like, gosh, dang it. Will I really? I will tell you (laughs) from experience, um, I have lost over a hundred pounds since my pregnancy. I have worked. What? Yes. No. Nobody fucking believes it. It is the most insulting thing to hear when I go, I lost a hundred pounds. And someone's like, like, there's no way. I've lost a hundred pounds. There's no way you've lost a hundred pounds. Everybody's body's different. Like, and this is why I try not to get offended anymore. But like, I haven't said it today. From the time I had Monroe, Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. lost... Okay. Over 100 pounds. So since the baby was in your belly. No, since I had her. So she came out of your belly. She's not in my belly. 
The okay. baby's weight does not count. The Pitocin is off my belly. I, okay. I did this for this reason. Okay. Because this is my PSA about skinny people now. Okay. <laughs> so I've lost 100 pounds and nobody believes me. I don't need you to believe me, but I want you to know it's supremely insulting with all of the hard work yeah. that I've done to yeah. get my body back after not only having a baby, but I'd never been almost 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. I sit between 150 and 180 my whole life. Mm-hmm. So in my in the version of, oh, my hips are big, I'm fat today, that's my version was 150 to 180. Mm-hmm. So me pushing 300, I didn't have hips. I didn't have like the, my face looked like I was on mm-hmm. a bunch of steroids like, I'd never been like that. Mm -hmm. That was detrimental to my survival to not look like that for me Mm -hmm. because I'd never been like that. Mm -hmm. I never never saw you as almost 300. Like I never saw you that way. Nobody shares the scale. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm saying everybody's body is so intrinsically different, not only in healing, but how we lose weight, how we carry weight, how we hold weight. Mm -hmm. I am almost six foot tall and I'm sitting at about 150 now. Mm -hmm. I juice, I eat fruits and vegetables. I have a whole cabinet of holistic health medicine. Rarely do I go outside of like, you know, eating like crap all the time anymore because I understand how important it is for me to be healthy. Right. But to be like, yeah, like I, I had my weight loss journey after my kid because I looked in the mirror. I knew I wasn't going to be happy this way. And I knew it wasn't healthy for me to be this way because this excess weight on my body will do nothing. I'm used to carrying this much, Mm -hmm. but I can't tell you how many situations I've been in where people are like, oh, we'll get your little skinny ass over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, come over here. Oh, you wouldn't know what I'm going through because you're tall and skinny. Do you know what I had to do to get here? Because mm-hmm. I've done everything that you're not willing to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what it actually takes to get through this. Now, I don't have a chronic disease that makes sure that all of the effort I put in is literally trashed because my body works against itself. Mm-hmm. I have eczema that I have to control with a diet because the world I live in, it makes sure that the products that I can ingest on a daily basis will flare me up into some weird, you know, patchy looking person. Um, I ate like a bunch of cheese fries during my pregnancy because I was like, let's pad this baby in. (laughs) So I knew that I was going to be paying for that afterwards. But again, for me going through all of that and then at the end of it, the only thing anybody has to say to me is you don't know what I'm going through because you're skinny. And for anybody to think that, oh, when I get skinny, all of my problems are going to go away. And oh, if I were skinny, then this will be better because that is a mental disease Mm -hmm. in its own that people should should discuss because mm-hmm. I've been skinny and I've been bigger and I've been in the middle and I've learned the self-love journey the whole way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I ballooned the way that I did and brought myself back down the way that I did. But the biggest misconception that I've heard in so many people that want to lose weight is they actually think that all of their problems would go away if they were 120 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. Just like I thought that when, if I went from an A cup to a D cup, that I would like <laughs> all of my body <laughs> world is dysmorphia better. and yeah. like issues would be gone. Cause like yeah. I worked out, my butt was there, my abs were there and I was an A cup and it annoyed me. Mm-hmm. So I bought boobs for myself for my, my wedding present. Mm-hmm. It was glorious. The best thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. But I got uh, called out on a conversation with one of my friends on the phone and I was like, Hey dude, I finally got those boobs. I was always telling you about, I wanted to get when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what did that do for you? Like, 
you know, you wanted it for so long, you finally got it. So like, what did that do to your mental health? Did it get you to where you thought it was going to get you? And it didn't get me to where I thought it was going to get me, but he knew to ask the right answer for me to have that introspection. Mm -hmm. So again, when you bring up, you're like, oh, I'd love for me and the doctor to manifest me 120 pounds lighter. Mm -hmm. You'll still be fucked in the head 120 pounds lighter. (laughs) And I mean that from experience Mm -hmm. because I'm still the same person that I am if I were still hooking up on like 300 on the scale for me. Am I proud of myself that I took my health into my own hands, that I disciplined myself, that even when I didn't want to exercise that I did, that I researched what I wanted to research, I ate what I knew I didn't want to eat that day? That's fucking powerful. So when someone says, get over here skinny, or oh, you couldn't have possibly lose that weight, you didn't have 100 pounds to lose, you're lucky I don't fucking punch you in the throat, because <laughs> you don't know what it took me to get to this part. Mm-hmm. I walk and I am proud of where my body is now, and not just from an aesthetic standpoint point which is what I know oh my god us as women are always looking for to be that magazine cover but the discipline and what you've learned about self-care and self-love I'm not always going to be 150 pounds mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I don't have like a severe form of diabetes and heart disease with the way that I used to eat it's mm-hmm. always been about my health but again how annoying that that's the only thing that people have to say to you when you go through a journey or you lose all the weight that even your friends never saw how it distributed on you, but you knew it was there. So like, thank you for always seeing me, Mm -hmm. but I knew where that weight distributed. I knew how heavy I was and I knew that I had to make the change. Mm -hmm. So again, it's good to be surrounded by people that are like, Hey, I love you no matter what. Mm -hmm. But for that internal journey that we're all having for ourselves. Yeah. I, I like, try to not react to people when they talk to me about my weight now or either like how big I was during my pregnancy or even where I'm at now and they're like oh you must be so happy I'm like I want to fix my mind okay (laughs) I could I could look like frosty the freaking snowman for all I care I'm still trying to figure out my mind and why I react the way that I do and buying my boobs and losing over 100 pounds I can assure you I'm still a little fucked in there (laughs) so here we are PSA of the day You have no idea what it took that person to lose that weight. So don't be walking around going, hey, skinny. Oh, you probably get away with stuff because you're skinny. Because that is a weird thing that I've caught on to losing my weight. Well, more so after I've lost my weight. I've never, I never got called skinny as much as I have now. mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm starting to like pull people aside and be like, here's why you don't say this. Well, you know, what's so funny is like. Just like in the last probably week, like we see each other pretty often, but really it's just been the last week where I'm like, Cheyenne has lost some weight. Mm-hmm. And, but I never noticed Cheyenne hadn't lost weight. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. never noticed Cheyenne had gained weight. And, and it wasn't until like just as us, we were like, Cheyenne lost weight. You know, so your weight has never been a thing for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've always just seen Cheyenne. But um, so I but I do get what you're saying. And for me, it's a little different because like, as you know, I have a fat disease. I was going to say, like, yeah. I didn't have a chronic disease. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to point that out. Like it, yeah. it was easier for me, but it's the mental stuff that yeah. I struggle with. 
Yeah. And so for my, you know, I, I was over the 300, not just pushing the 300. And so I've lost 120 pounds so far. And someone in, um, I was at a conference, they didn't know me, they'd never seen me before. And they were like, Oh, for you skinny people. And I was like, what? You're calling me a skinny person? What the heck? And I was happy. I was like, Oh, yeah, call me that again. Tell me it again. Even though I'm not at 150 yet. You know what I mean? And so, you know, even just that different perspective of, you know, thank God someone thinks I'm skinny, even though I don't see that yet. You know I what I mean? I remember feeling like yeah. that going through it. I really think it's a huge testament of what you think about yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I 100% struggled with self-love after my daughter, after practicing it during the pregnancy, all of that. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest like self-check in the world. Like, hey, Cheyenne, do you love yourself today? Even though you're bigger than what you want to be. You're, oh my gosh, you're starting to get bags under your eyes. Like your skin mm-hmm. isn't, is glowing. Like there's so many ways that there's I There's so many ways pick, to hate ourselves. Yeah, to hate on yourself. Yeah. And, and again, if, it doesn't matter if you're sitting at the three or you're sitting at the 150. If you don't have self-love at the 150 or the three, right. the journey sucks the whole time. You're not enjoying it. You're beating yourself up mm-hmm. and you're literally breaking yourself down more. You're building pathways in your head to continuously hate yourself. Right. Because I guarantee you, you'll get to that point. You'll get to that number on the scale that mm-hmm. you think needs to make you happy. And you'll think you need a different number because it's Yeah. Not and you're yet. miserable. And mm-hmm. I've been there too. Again, yeah. not speaking from a pedestal, 100% experience. Yeah. I had moments where I would just like for weeks beat myself up like why can't why can't you literally just like drop all this weight like right now why does this have to be on you you're eating right you're exercising like it's just where you feel like everything you're doing is not enough so since you're not enough you're just gonna keep talking to yourself like you're not enough Mm -hmm. and it was probably like a Friday or Saturday And I was measuring on Sundays because I had a notebook and I wanted to see the results. I wanted to see all of this hard work I was doing was paying off, even if it was on a centimeter. I didn't care. I just wanted to know that I was doing it properly. And I like I finally looked in the mirror and I had the notebook and I measured myself and I had went up instead of down. I not only did I cut back more, I had exercised more. I had done all of these things more. The only thing that was out of whack was me mentally. It was me not loving myself. It was me not supporting myself. If you verbally, vibrationally, and soul level wise do not support yourself, your inner being, and your mission, you're literally working yourself against yourself and you will not get the correct results. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a line of energy. If I say mind, body, spirit, it should look like three dots with a line drawing through it going up to down. Mind, body, spirit. Now pull the middle dot out and move it to the right. You see how it's not a direct line? That's not a direct conduit. Mm-hmm. It's the energy is not going to flow through properly. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, elongating this weight loss journey. <laughs> um, if you're not on your side, if you're not on your team every time, then it's you that's stopping you from the progress that you want anyways. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that I went through the journey that I went through to get me to where I am today. And I'm I'm still like toning and tightening and trying to figure out how can I maintain my health? Mm-hmm. I don't want to maintain my weight. Right. I don't know how much I weigh now. Mm-hmm. I hit my target weight. I am technically below what I was before I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. But when I was pregnant, I was going to a yoga studio four days a week. I was eating plant-based and then I was doing home yoga at home. So if you're not doing yoga 12 times a week and eating a plant-based diet, you probably shouldn't 
look up to me for any sort of inspiration for, oh, this is how you do it. This is how you mm-hmm. get skinny. Because mm-hmm. I'm being 100% vulnerable with you right now. And I hated on myself for a while, mm-hmm. while I was still eating the correct food, while I was still doing the same stuff. Right. It's the pitfall we all get into, but it's great because it's going to spin us into the self-love. Mm-hmm. So many people here, like you have to love yourself, self-love, self-love, self-love. How do you start? How do you start doing that when yeah. you just admitted that you actually haven't been nice to yourself or you freaking hate yourself. Right. And nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Like, did anybody know that Robin Williams hated himself? Mm-hmm. Never. Or the beauty queen. Or the beauty queen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's right. so many examples of people that you look and assume and are like, oh, you're happy, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, eh, no. So again, it's honestly super easy. It feels super cheesy in the middle because you realize you don't uh, you don't know how to take care of yourself, and it feels weird yeah. to take care of yourself. It does. So but you know like, what I have? What do you have? I have twenty five science backed ways to take better care of yourself. Speaking of which, any of them start with talking nicely to yourself when you're in the mirror. Uh. I honestly have no idea. That's fine. I'm going to let you read them off, but that's mine. I'm like, get you some no, rose yeah. quartz mm-hmm. and talk nicely to yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see what the 25 say, and then I'll see if there's any that I don't already do that aren't on the list. I was going to say, you have really great like self-love practices. I love when you talk about your self-love practices because you do a really great job at that. Um, so I appreciate that because yeah. just like the weight loss, I'm very passionate on you don't know how hard it is for me to yeah. do this. No, I do know how hard it is because every I time you do talk is about give it, up and eat cheeseburgers and smoke pot. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Like if they're like, "Hey, we're going to give you a pass and we're not going to hurt your karma." What do you want to do? Concerts, cheeseburgers, weed. That's it. But instead, no. I'm over here like, "I love humanity. Let's I, all be together." I do know how hard it is because every time you're like, "Here's what I do. I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is this," and I blah 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 blah, and I'm like. Dang, that's fucking exhaust. That's freaking exhausting. From the moment I wake yeah. up, and it, I'm like, it's I'm a like, necessity. I wish I could be that person that like does that, and I want to be that person that does that. And I'm like, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, and I'm gonna be Cheyenne. And then I wake up tomorrow, and I just don't even. It doesn't even cross my mind. But and, that's like my way of doing it. That's why yeah. I like saying it so theatrical. I don't think that if you're listening, like. I I have really good motivation at my house. Like yeah. your household is not my household. My yeah. child wakes me up and asks me to dance every morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and she wants to dance to Incubus. Yeah. So like, how, how are you going to do that? And then <laughs> yeah. we dance our way to the bathroom. I look at myself in the mirror, but I'm already dancing with my kid. Mm-hmm. That energy is already moving around. I'm already blissed out because this baby wants to dance with me. Right. But if Monroe's not there and say like, you know, Landon takes her and I have to wake up by myself. I roll over and I like grab my chest where a rock used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I don't want to live anymore. And I'm like, doesn't it feel so good to want to live now, Shy? And I'm like, Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for everything I have in my life, even before my feet touch the bed, even if it's, even if I feel like it's not working for my best, you know, my highest good right now, I'm still so grateful 
And I still, this is like year three and a half, almost four of waking up and grabbing my chest and being like, thank you for letting me live. Mm -hmm. Thank you for getting me through that. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is the biggest thing. But when you start out, it feels super cheesy because that happiness isn't something that you're used to living in. You're used to waiting for it to fly away from you and being depressed again. Yeah. And I remember being that person too. I don't know if it's necessarily a cheesy thing for me. It's a, I don't even think of it like I it's a habit of you wake up you get up you do your thing you go to the bathroom that's called rewiring the neuroplasticity in your brain yeah I'm actually teaching a self-love workshop on that soon (laughs) we're we're integrating rose quartz and neuroplasticity in the same workshop for women and we're doing it through love and light coaching (laughs) oh awesome yeah so I am passionate about it but I noticed the only things that I can actually help people with are things that I've experienced and I'm super passionate about. There you go. I want you to find the light in yourself. <laughs> X, Y, Z. Okay. okay. 20, 25. Okay. Number one, um, get outside. So ditch, ditch the comfort of your home, get away and improve your mental and physical health. So whether you're meditating, whether you're just taking a walk, whatever it is, get outside. That's number one. Um, number two, Um, Try an outdoor workout. So whether it's yoga, running, whatever the case may be, again, being outside is really helpful. Just go outside and ground. Like take your shoes off, walk on the earth, right? Mm. Even if it's not working out. It's all about just connecting to Mother Earth. Breath work. Yeah, breath work. Just breathe. Yeah. You know, know that you're alive. Be thankful Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Pay it forward. It's, It's so funny because... As you're helping someone else, right? So whether it's you pay for someone's coffee in line at Starbucks. Hey, you're getting Starbucks. You know what? Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be getting Starbucks. But you know what? Pay for the person behind you. Make yourself feel good. Pay, yeah, pay <laughs> right? forward. Pay for pay for the person's gas at the gas station or, you know, whatever the case may be. And maybe it's not a pay thing. Maybe you help someone carry their groceries to the car. But pay something forward because while you're actually helping somebody else, you're actually doing a lot more for yourself than you are for them. And that's not selfish. (laughs) Um, I love paying on karma mm -hmm. besides cash. Yes. Love cash because you need it in the world. But I've Mm -hmm. always enjoyed like feeling like my little Mario points just went up like doop, doop, doop. Right. Like just complimenting someone. Like if you see a shirt you like on somebody. or I love your shirt. Thank you. Thank you very much. Serafina. Enlightened owl. Remember, if you're looking for Serafina, don't com dot shop. (laughs) Serafina dot shop. That's funny. (laughs) Cheesy. Okay. Um, By the way, if you haven't heard, I have a clothing line. Um, okay, so pay it forward. <laughs> We're going to cut that, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so um, breathe in good sense. So uh, aromatherapy, um, you know, just. What about nostalgic senses? Absolutely. Like, I mean, not just like peppermint, lavender, mm-hmm. all these things that bring you back. But mm-hmm. like, I know, again, like go to Starbucks, pay it forward. The one of the most two of the most nostalgic tastes that I have that just take me back to a really good time is a chicken strip basket from DQ. (laughs) Seriously. Okay. Like the gravy and the toast. That's good food, man. Oh, yeah. But just like (laughs) I just remember like being so excited. Dad's like, we're going to take you to DQ. And I'm like, oh, my God, I get chicken strips and gravy and And just like the whole like experience being a kid. So like that taste literally connects me back to my inner child. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, and I don't really know why, like I think I do, but I'm not going to admit it, Mm -hmm. is Subway. 
Oh. Like every time, I think it's like our dad used to take us to like let us pick out our own sandwiches too. Mm -hmm. And I think like that is another thing is the nostalgia and just connecting you back to your inner child. Mm -hmm. But Subway and DQ are like, if I just need like a carb overload day or a let's Netflix and binge and Mm -hmm. really exercise the existence Mm -hmm. today, I'm like, I think I'm going to go get a foot long. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm gonna go do this. Oh, I think I'm gonna get a DQ basket. Which if I have to, if I have to eat heavy stuff like that, yeah. it is a planned out day. Yeah, because like I'll have to nap and all of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that just brought up like nostalgic smells and tastes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any that are nostalgic to you? Like, is there a certain sucker or drink or like Shirley Temple's is a drink to me that will just roll all of my memories. I don't know if it associates to food necessarily, but I know like honeysuckle is like a very big like childhood scent to me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I super remember. cute. Yeah. Honeysuckle. Honeysuckle. I remember like picking them off the the vine and like eating the little honeysuckle at the back of it, you know? See, I remember the little um like purple blue flowers. They have like the little yellow in the middle that you mm-hmm. could eat the top of those. Mm-hmm. And our yard would be filled with them. So before we would mow, we would go out and eat the tops of them. And I don't know what they are. <laughs> I really need to figure it out now. I wonder if it was honeysuckle, but I think honeysuckle is usually white. Or I just pink. remember these being like little blue and purple looking thingies mm-hmm. with like little yellow little in the middle. And my stepmom was like, you can eat those. And I was like, you don't eat stuff from the ground. <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? You don't about? eat stuff from the earth. Yeah, you don't eat stuff from the earth. You buy from a store. <laughs> Silly. McDonald's. And, yeah, well, I mean, probably was that kid at yeah. the time. I grew yeah. up on a farm, but I always wanted a McDonald's. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always wanted all the shit you weren't supposed to have. That's Ezra. Like any meal, it's either Burger King, McDonald's. I'm like, we are not having Burger King and McDonald's. Yeah. And like, that's like birthday comes around. It's like, we're having Burger King and McDonald's. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we are today. That sounds like a pretty inexpensive (laughs) birthday meal. I did that once. They're like, we'll take you anywhere. Where do you want to go? And I was like, I want to go to McDonald's. Yeah. And I want to, because they took my fries away from me when I was a kid and made me eat my chicken first. Well, that explains why you love fries. Why I love fries. All time, yeah. I 100% know where that came yeah. from yeah. and they always make fun of me for it too but I was like I want to go to McDonald's and I want a big order of fries and I just want to eat fries mm-hmm. so yeah I I'm like oh I can get french fries right now oh I'm calling my mom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so number five is stress less I mean if it was just that easy wouldn't we all do it right but find, it's building yeah. awareness. Yeah, like, building awareness. If your brain's when a receiver, ask yourself the right questions. Mm-hmm. Why am I stressed right now? And don't answer it like a dick. Well, I'm stressed right now because my job sucks. They right. can't pay my bills. They need to get gas and my growth. Like, don't like, be a fucking douche when you're trying to counsel right. yourself. Understand what stress feels like in your body and, and identify when that feeling is coming up. And what part of your body it's coming up right. on. Because mm-hmm. it could be like a flare up in your chest. It mm-hmm. could be a flare up in your head. It could be your shoulder mm-hmm. the fight or flight is literally connected top to bottom there's mm-hmm. just like one muscle that connects it all yeah. like why does your fight or flight kick in at work you right. probably shouldn't be there right you should just go ahead and flight yeah <laughs> like, like fly away there's so many people hiring now oh isn't that true well know your worth yeah when absolutely. i wasn't working i would still go to job interviews and like they thought i was there for a job but i was there just to practice interviewing <laughs> so i would give like ridiculous salaries i would obviously be honest about what i was capable of doing for the job mm-hmm. and i got offered all the jobs <laughs> and i was like thank you so much but it made me comfortable instead mm-hmm. of walking in and feeling like i had to act a certain way because they needed me mm-hmm. i was like 
Bro, you are my test tube right now. I mean, that's the way we should date, too. Like, I really don't want to date you. I'm just going on this date so that I, because I know, like, I'm worthy. <laughs> you know, I know I'm worthy. So many times, we, like, that's just, Isn't that we, what speed dating's for? Do we, people actually meet at speed dating? But don't we always, like, if we're single, we go on dates and we're like, oh, Pick I need me. you to love me, love me. me. But if we go on dates and, like, I always, okay, so I, I, this isn't me, but I'm saying like, I'm to think the last I, I find people, date. I know, right? I find people when I'm not needing people, right? Like yeah. when I was, when I was single and when I wasn't married and like I was hanging out with people or whatever, I always found the people when I was already in a relationship. Yeah. Right. Like, or you weren't looking. Like I'm married up right now, so it's not even a thing. Yeah. But that's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, the last time I went on a date or like what got me. But, but like got me when we were like dating friend grouping or whatever, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, get what like I was always attractive like we to somebody when I was in a relationship because I wasn't trying to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and I was just being me. Well, it's energy. Yeah. It's that neediness. I wasn't desperate. And they feel that yeah. neediness and, and they'll take advantage of that and use you. Yeah. And so when you go into a job interview and you don't need that job or you know what I mean? Like if you don't need it. It's and like walking into a bank with a loan with like an eight. 20 credit score right going, if you already I know, have a million dollars in the I bank got it. yeah you're yeah. like you're like i've got a million dollars in the bank can i have a thousand dollars for me and they're like of course you can of course do you, you can need more 10? money yeah you know and so yeah if you, you can just have that mindset anyway um so number six is be mindful so it's all about meditation all about like being in the moment not the past not the present or <laughs> yeah yes the present not the past future. or the future yeah right being mo uh, mindful. Um, number seven, be happy. So do what you can to find reasons to be happy. Um, you know, if there's things that are causing you unhappiness, try to eliminate those, get rid of toxic environments, all of that kind of thing. Um, and then number eight is meditation. So I think that's kind of the same, same thing as be mindful. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine is one you talked about earlier, which is dance around. So it says actually do baby shark. <laughs> I do not recommend that. <laughs> baby shark. I do not have baby shark or anything in my house because it gets so stuck in your head. It just pisses me off. <laughs> but dancing is great. Like, dancing is great. Just, but to baby shark, that's what you recommend? No, that's to, what this recommends. To a song that annoys me? What an awful recommendation okay incubus instead all right <laughs> i mean honestly i'll be honest and you're yeah, not gonna like me for this i don't know incubus i really don't i'm not mad if you don't know who my favorite artists are okay what i'm mad about <laughs> is when i tell you who my favorite artist is and i don't and learn then, no and then you're like a douche about it you're like oh you like them well they suck blah, blah, oh, blah, okay. blah. i'm like bro <laughs> okay you have a nickelback t-shirt on i need you to step away because to each their own. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Why don't you take Maroon 5 and go over there? Yeah. And again, <laughs> like I'm trying to make jokes without mm-hmm. actually like bashing musicians. Mm-hmm. But that's the worst thing ever is when you're in the middle of a conversation with someone. And you're like, oh, I really dig this and dig this. And they're like, oh, well, what you like actually sucks. And what yeah. I my ears are superior. Right. I yeah. have a couple friends that are like still in the music industry. So like we'll get on the phone and I'll talk to them about stuff and they'll go like, look at the bands that I recommend. And they're like, Oh, I, yeah, I heard that their production. Yeah. is kind of in like this realm. I'm like, seriously, that's what you heard is like what studio they recorded in. You didn't like listen to the way that the music (laughs) made you feel, which isn't every time, but it's always funny to hear how people hear stuff based on like, 
how knowledgeable they are in a thing. Yeah. Well, just be humble. I mean, I'm not like obsessed with Metallica, but I know what Metallica did for a lot of people in the music industry Mm -hmm. in a whole. Mm -hmm. So I'm like super appreciative of it, but like, I'm not going to specifically put on Metallica on a Wednesday when I'm really fucking feeling it. Mm -hmm. Metallica is like a nostalgic thing for me where I'm with like a group of friends that really love Metallica. I'm like, let's talk about why you love Metallica. Mm-hmm. But again, there I went tree branched on music. You bring up musicians, music, guitars, or anything. <laughs> or dancing. Or dancing. <laughs> or incubus. Okay. Well, so uh, well, that leads us into number 10, which is turn up the tunes. <laughs> so dance and, and uh, listen to music. Mm-hmm. Um, 11, eat more fruits and veggies. Amazing. We've been through all this. Eat okay. your veggies, folks. <laughs> Okay, you're going to love this. Number 12. Are you, okay, okay. You have to really just prepare yourself for this. Okay. Swear it off. <laughs> a potty mouth isn't appropriate in a lot of scenarios. <laughs> I However, I tell you how therapeutic the F word is for me. Dropping the F bomb might be an easy way to blow off some steam. Think about it. <laughs> Honestly. Just do it. If you're in your car right now, just just like yell the F word out right I dare now. You. I, I dare you. I dare you. Yeah. Just with every being your bone, just be like, and if you're not comfortable with the F drop, do, do the S bomb. Is 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 the S bomb? Is that a thing? Just go <laughs> shoot. Or you could be like uh, Eleanor on Good Place, and you can say fork, fork, yeah, really loud, <laughs> right? You're like fork. <laughs> yeah, that'd it's, be great. It's, it's the therapeutic thing is like. So here's the thing. Um, words have been weaponized. So take the weapon behind that word and just get some of that anger and frustration out. Just get it out of your body, push it out, let it go. It will actually feel like you're screaming into a pillow. Yeah. That's what it should kind of feel like when you're like, ah, release it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's also setting intention. So in this word I'm about to use, I set the intention to release the negativity in me. And then Mm -hmm. you put all of that into the word. Yeah. And you just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah, send it just on its frozen. Flight. Let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. <laughs> um, Thirteen. And do this responsibly. Uh, disclaimer. Indulge in some retail therapy. So if you can. <laughs> if you know that you do not have self-control, do not do retail therapy. Right. Yeah. Again, I got myself in a little bit of trouble with retail therapy. <laughs> yeah. At, 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 between, what was the age? Uh, 24, 25, 26. Yeah. And maybe what you do is you just go on Amazon and you add a bunch of stuff to your cart. Just buy yourself some crystals. Or, and then take them all out of the cart. Like maybe you just put it in the cart and take it out of the cart. You don't have to actually purchase it. Here's the proper way to do it. Okay. Go to the ATM. Mm-hmm. Take $100 out. Go back in and put it back in? No. Okay. Go spend $100. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't even have to spend it, but you can only spend 100 or less. Oh, so take out what you can afford. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a slot crawl at a casino. You take a hundred bucks out, you Mm -hmm. put the hundred bucks in, you hit the button, you delete your ticket and you spend the hundred bucks until you're done or you win money. Right. But that's when you're done. Yeah. But the reason, the reason that I'm like, okay, this is, this is fun advice, but you're going to find in this list of 25 things, things that work for you and things that you think work for you. Right. And retail therapy is not going to be a continuous thing that will work for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at one point it gets bad. So what <laughs> I would do is if I had to go shopping like that and I took like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I could only buy things that were for my evolution and for my health. Mm-hmm. So I would get like yoga blocks, a new yoga mat, um, straps to help me, 
any mm. any other workout material mm-hmm. um anything that would benefit my evolution is right. is what I started investing in so mm-hmm. I turned my shopping addiction into um well one I can't quit shopping right now but two like whatever I buy is going to be to benefit myself right and in turn I would go back to my house fill my house up with stuff that helped my evolution and then I started getting things out of my house that really just weren't there to serve the mission that I'm on right now again I still have antiques Mm -hmm. I still have a gnarly Beatles collection I still have a kick-ass record collection Mm -hmm. and a legit book collection that I really think like a super awesome psychologist neurologist doctor whatever would come in and be like yeah you got your shit figured out kid yeah um (laughs) like that um I have all of that stuff but I constantly audit everything in my life now and I'm like Mm -hmm. you're not serving me nope 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 if it doesn't involve me it does not involve me Oh, and I do a diva I moment like that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, nope, got to go, got to go, got to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, disclaimer on retail therapy. Be careful, guys. Right. Um, okay. Number yeah. 14. I was like, what are we doing? We- well, I just read it. And it says, uh, get it on. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Okay, that I mean, what else more? Yeah, what else more do you want to say? Yeah, that one. Like the person you're getting it on with. That's the disclaimer. Right. It says, yeah. so obviously not an option for all of, you, all of us. You know, like, don't just like go out on Saturday night and be like, hey, I need to do number 14 tonight. Yeah, don't do so, a hump and dump. Right. Because we're getting into energetic <laughs> exchanges. So right. having... Having be responsible intercourse <laughs> and we don't judge but a I'm different just person <laughs> but like would you go plug your phone into somebody else's phone after you just talked to him for two hours and downloaded everything off their phone because I never thought about just like hookups like that when I was younger like yeah. energetically what are what are you letting come inside of you not just like the physical part of it but energetically yeah and I think I think when I was younger I didn't think about it at all I was too busy seeking validation and love. Right. I had daddy issues. <laughs> I had issues. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then I read an article at some point in my life about the fact that you literally, like their DNA literally stays with you. Yeah, and then like everyone they've been with is energetically into you. Like if you yeah. look into cosmic sexuality, yeah. which is what I'm into researching now. Yeah. Um, you literally would never you, sleep with anyone ever again. You would never sleep with anybody again unless they were like not only physically compatible, yeah. but your person and energetically compatible to yeah. you. Because, yeah. I mean, seriously, like I was doing it so wrong. Yeah. I call I call like all of my past now just unconscious yeah. intercourse. Absolutely. I said I was taught wrong. I lived wrong mm-hmm. and I quit doing everything possible. Mm-hmm. And then I rewired my brain to now what is considered cosmic sexuality right. and now, now i'm like i am going to live forever <laughs> you know i was i was taught growing up that you save yourself for marriage because it's the right thing to do as a woman God looks they down never on you, told boys blah, blah, blah. that right and here's what's funny if they would have taught me about the energy bs like I probably would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah I'm going to do like, that. Oh, yeah, that sounds so much right? better besides I'm so fucking <laughs> like, special and someone's me, going right? to claim me. Right. Yeah, the whole they're going to pick you thing. Yeah. I am baffled that I, one, fell for that shit. <laughs> right. And two, I'm like, what, I did do you, for a long yeah, time. what do you mean like you're picking me? Like, oh, thank you for picking me. Yeah, or saving, giving Like you just picked Sadie last right. weekend at Bobby's party. <laughs> yeah. I heard all about it yeah. at the locker. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. This guy has gotten his fifth gift this year. Yeah, this this guy is taking V cards, okay? They are yeah. just flying out of his wallet. And we're yeah. over here like, I'm so appreciative that Bobby took my virginity. Right. Thank you for picking me. Yeah. That's some bullshit. We and that'll be another episode. Thing, right? Like, like you don't understand that this energy exchange that's happening is going to affect you for the rest of your life. So what you don't understand is you're actually vibrating at a lower frequency. It's called lust and desire Mm -hmm. and they mask themselves as love appreciation and gratitude and honor so if you do not know how to honor the person you are with stop touching them if you do not know what their body likes quit touching them if you find yourself being the male in this conversation (laughs) stop touching them (laughs) if you're okay with an energetic cord being created that will last until the day you die yes cool that that (laughs) sludge goes into your body right (laughs) then continue your unconscious sex right Boy, we're becoming preachy on this episode, aren't we? It's kind of funny. Again, I speak from experience. Like, (laughs) I had a lot of unconscious things happen to me that now I have went back and validated from an observational standpoint. And I was like, holy (laughs) shit. And it's not like I was a hoe. Right. No, no, no. But I think of like... You know, when you get into a relationship with somebody, especially in your 20s, and you and there's this weird thing in your 20s where you're like, oh my God, am I going to get married early? Am I going to be successful early? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 and you go all this through this crazy stuff. And then mm-hmm. you develop emotions for a person that truly in depth, you know, you are not going to be with them. Mm-hmm. But then you still follow the programming of, oh, well, we had sex now. So now we're in love. Now we're and now we're, now yeah. we're saying we're in love. Yeah. Now we're not doing this. Oh, well, I mean, like, I love him, so I'll probably just stay with him. Like, there's Mm -hmm. just this weird settlement that sex drives you into. Mm -hmm. Like, how they're like, sex will change your relationship. Yeah. It's because the energy changes the relationship. Right. 100%. Yeah, you you can stay friends forever. But now you have an energetic cord Mm -hmm. attracted to this person. The only problem is, is Bobby didn't cut Sadie's cord from last week, or Becky's from the night before, or Mm -hmm. Belinda's, or whatever name I can throw. Bobby doesn't deserve your cord. Bobby doesn't deserve your cord, Brenda. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, exactly. I think this is the best way to teach virginity to a girl. It should be done in a different Seriously. way. The Bible got it wrong. Yeah, you're special. Okay, give it to Bobby. Number fifteen, become a bookworm. So basically, reading um, is really good for your health. It can be creative. It can open your mind. What you're pulled to, though. Absolutely. If somebody gives you a self help book and they're like, "Hey, this worked for me. You should read it. It's awesome." And then you read it and you're like, "I didn't get shit this out of it. My, yeah, it's like, not for don't, you. Don't even finish yep, it. That's like, why. Yeah. Listen to your inner voice. Happens mm-hmm. to me all the time. Like maybe you're into fiction. Maybe you're into nonfiction. Whatever the case may be. Maybe you're into comic books. Like do do you boo? Hmm. Um, laugh out loud. Literally, laughter is literally the best medicine. (laughs) I laugh at myself all the time. I don't have enough people around me all the time to laugh at me. So it's important that I laugh at Cheyenne as well. I will laugh at you anytime. Yeah. With me, at me, (laughs) I will be laughing both times with you. I am my best friend, my best critic, But it's really good for you. Like, studies have shown, like, physically, energetically, Mm -hmm. emotionally, laughing is probably one of the best things you can ever do for yourself. I love laughing. It's, like, top three. Yeah. Should we just have, like, a (laughs) moment on the show right now? Like, a... No, but I'll tell you a wonderful childhood memory that you brought up. Okay, let's do it. So, my mom used to have us play ha when we were younger. 
Ha. Ha. So we would lay in the living room. Like my sister would lay down. My mom would put her head like laying down on her stomach. Mm -hmm. And then I would put my head on my mom's stomach. Mm -hmm. So it looks like a little... Like, you know. like a triangle, like all of you on each other's Yeah, stomach. like we're all supposed to be like touching each other somehow, mm-hmm. but you each head has to be on the belly because mm-hmm. you're going to belly laugh. Mm-hmm. And then Shayna starts laughing and then it activates my it, mom to start laughing. And then, and then, then it activates like me. And we're, my mom would literally go, do you want to play ha? And we're like, this is stupid mom. She's like, no, seriously, lay down. We're going to play ha. And it was a cheesy joke starting out. And then Shayna would start laughing. And then my mom would start laughing. Then I would start laughing. And it was a continuous, you could feel how contagious it was. Yeah. And at the end of it, she's like, don't you guys feel so much better now? And we're like, we do. How do you talk us into all this cheesy things to do? Mm -hmm. This is so funny. So, yeah, I mean, I... Proven from a childhood memory, I know that laughter is a cure for so many things, but lay down on your, on someone's stomach and just have them start laughing. You will automatically start laughing and laughing back and forth. Yeah. Cause like your octaves will start matching. You're like, (laughs) and then you just start laughing like a jingle bell together. It's adorable. That sounds like a lot of fun actually. Yeah. It's a really, really cute. I might go home tonight and be like, Hey, we're playing off. We we have a lot of fun memories like that. So (laughs) you take that one with you. It's free. Okay. Thanks. Uh, number 17, look at something cute. Oh, puppies. Kittens. Kittens. I have a puppy at home that I love so much. His name is Monkey. She has like four dogs at home she okay, loves. And Monkey is now the favorite. Monkey. Yeah. I have Monkey Jackson is the puppy. Of the puppy. Yes. And How old are your puppies? So Jax is eight and Calypso is going to be two in July. Because oh, Mon- Monroe's two this year. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's the beagle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Jax is a... He's basically a pit bull mix. Yeah. Okay. We re- we rescued him from the Kansas Humane Society, and he was actually uh, twice returned. No. So, like, if I would have returned him for whatever reason, would've I wouldn't... have been a third. He, no, he would have been... No. Done. Because okay. if you return a pit bull three times, they euthanize him. Oh. So. Well, you save his life. I do believe that we saved each other when we met Mm. Landon was able to pick him out online and I like I felt compelled to go pick him up within a 24 hour like time span and I like I went there I met him I knew he was mine he hopped in my car I couldn't pull out of the driveway he came over to my driver's seat and was like licking me because like he (laughs) knew that he was leaving Mm -hmm. I don't know how he passed a lot of the tests that he did um, cause usually like if they have food aggression, if they're reactive to other dogs, they'll honestly just like euthanize them. So mm-hmm. however he made it through that to find his way to us, I 100% believe he was supposed to be our dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still have behavioral issues from his original owners that we deal with, mm-hmm. but it's nothing that like I should be scared of him or anything. It's like reactivity in other dogs Yeah, is probably the biggest thing. And honestly being too nice when people come over to our house, he's, yeah. he's like 90 pounds now. <laughs> probably 85 and um he will just jump so big and he's built like a brick shit house Mm -hmm. so usually because like i don't want to be jumped on by people's dogs when i come to their house we will just put him up for a while Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean jack saved me when i met him and i'm so grateful that the connection of god and life and creator is shown to us through dogs Mm -hmm. so yeah i I wish that i could have like four or five Mm mm-hmm um, but I can't, so. I totally understand winning four dogs. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I love puppies. I love, see just how happy we are just like yeah. talking about dogs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I call Jax is our firstborn. Uh, Calypso is technically our second, and Monroe would be our first human child, but our third child in the yes. row of our kids. Mm-hmm. But my husband doesn't think that, so <laughs> I just have to reinforce it every day. <laughs> like I gotta go let your brother and sister out. Yeah, that's you know stuff their, like that. But Monroe family. knows. But like she'll know to like that's my brother and sister. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. I'm sure that she'll have friends that will adopt. So yeah, <laughs> I will have more than one kid. I'm sure. Yeah. So okay, look at something cute. Um, you have Pinterest. If you can't have puppies or whatever, you know, there's Pinterest. There's all kinds of baby animals, baby babies, whatever. Just go to Instagram and type in hashtag cute dogs or hashtag puppies. Mm-hmm. I think little baby ducks getting into a pond. I oh, think turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Anything baby. Hedge- Hedgehogs. Yeah. Oh. Um, 18, get enough sleep. So this is probably a big one for me. I am a night owl. Um, obviously, my spirit animal is an owl, so I'm going to stay up all night. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to go to sleep at night. Like, I just want to keep working, keep working, keep doing, keep doing. I think it's the lunar energy that pulls most of the creatives. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to be more like that. I think if I had a bigger space to go work at home mm-hmm. now, yeah. we've, you know, the babies and the dogs take up a mm-hmm. lot of space. So yeah. I used to have that place where I could go lock myself in my Mad Hatter room and mm-hmm. do all of my stuff. Um, but I, lunar energy and creativity have a lot in common. So I know that people think that there's like a downside to being a night owl. And I think the downside is if you're like, you know, doing unproductive things the whole night yeah like oh i want to stay up till five in the morning so i can drink beer eat cheetos and watch <laughs> right watch tv and like not do a goddamn thing like yeah. if you if you want to stay up till five in the morning because your creativity is flowing out of you right that's me like you've been going to workshops for yeah then like do that and be proud of that yeah and don't but be I like really it's bad because you, you heal when you sleep well you so do i know i need sleep well there's a balance <laughs> well there's a balance in it yeah you know Maybe. But you're absolutely right. You do heal yourself. And if like, that's why you're not supposed to eat right before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Because now your body's going to be focused on breaking that food down instead of sending you where you need to go and healing what they need to heal. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was a big one for me because I used to love just smashing a bunch of dumb shit and then passing out. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, well, it's, Twinkie, Twinkie, Twinkie. Well, I... I don't eat Twinkies. No, I tried. Tacky. Yeah, I tried one, and I'm like, "What's the big deal?" They're disgusting, right? Well, I just think that they should taste as good as you describe them, right? <laughs> Maybe they used to taste good, and they just don't anymore. Well, we, I can totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah, it seems like they used to taste good. I don't know. Ask somebody who was like a big Twinkie fan back in the day. Maybe my husband literally bought one the other day. Mm-hmm. And so gross. And well, he ate like half of it, and he's like, "This is not a Twinkie." That happened. Well, I don't know if I said this isn't a Twinkie, but the last time I tried to eat a Twinkie, I took a bite, and I'm like, Ew. "Yeah, I, I'm obviously they had to do the recipe different, but yeah. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody if you love Twinkies, but right, can you please tell me what's going on? <laughs> so number nineteen is declutter, which I mean, very important. You have to ask yourself why you think you need all of your empty rooms filled with shit that you never use. But the moment you go into the room and you start looking through it, you start like going through like when you bought it, why you still have it. Oh, if you need it. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I found out and again, decluttering our house the second time of stuff that I actually do care about. It does hold sentimental value. It is hard for me to get rid of. 
um, is one, the memory in it, like you feel good, like as soon as you see it, so that nostalgic comes back to you. But also I've noticed in things that you keep, you are ultimately telling the universe that you will never release expectation. So if you verbally release it, you're like, oh, I release expectation in this situation. You know, I give it up to my creator. I give it up to my God, you know, whatever you want me to do. Well, they're telling you to get rid of these things that the only reason they're in their house is because it's like just in case. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if this like I'm not saying go get rid of like your, you know, fire extinguisher, fire extinguisher right. or that tub of like prepackaged food you have for Armageddon. Like, don't get rid mm-hmm. of that. But there are a lot of things that you can look like in your closets and in your storage spaces that you're like, you don't you don't why? need to keep your fat clothes. Why do I need those or the clothes that, you know, you're never going to be skinny enough to go back to. Right. Buy new ones. <laughs> my hips, my hips obviously did what all hips do usually when you have a baby. They turned mm-hmm. out so then now my I'm my child's seat. So there were certain clothes that I can't wear again anymore because my hips do not line up properly with the fab with the fabric. Mm-hmm. Like my body's just completely different than what I was. It took a really long time to convince myself to let these clothes go. That even after I left. I left that weight and I was able to inch wise get into it. Yeah. The look of it and the way that my hips did with even the material, mm-hmm. I had to let that go. Yeah. I was releasing the expectation that I will never be that form of Cheyenne again. And I had right. to mourn that side of me. Yeah. And I have to do that with so many other things in my house too. Well, and you can always just take a picture if you want to look at it again. Yeah. Yeah, you can. And I, I've done that with a few things, especially the sentimental stuff. Mm-hmm. We're in a weird area where it's, we're going to move into a bigger place. Mm-hmm. So we're not auditing it because we have too much stuff. We have so much stuff because we're going to move into a bigger house. Mm-hmm. Um, Lane and I were both from the restaurant industry. So we love cooking and we love cooking with the right utensils. Mm-hmm. We know how to cut our prep time in half. We know mm-hmm. how to get everything done. So I have Mondo kitchen equipment mm-hmm. and I don't plan on getting rid of any of it because I have to store half of it away. Mm-hmm. But if you're going from either like, does this stuff serve me anymore? Is this going to help me in my future? Those are really good questions to ask yourself going through those closets, going through those storage facilities. Why do I need this? And by keeping this, am I blocking my release of the expectations mm-hmm. of my future? See, for me, I love, like, I didn't know how much I loved until I got to first experience the love of walking into a room that has almost nothing in it. I can't wait to have a house like, where I have a room where there's literally like maybe a maybe a rug, maybe like a like yeah. a fern stand. There's like a piece of furniture and a table and then like and a, a lamp and then like a window <laughs> and a picture. Yeah, and there but there's nothing there's nothing on the walls. It's yeah. like five five things lined up for lighting. Yeah. And hey, there's something in this room and then you just sit in the room. Yeah. And you just sit there. And there's nothing in the room. Yeah, I didn't because I grew up. <sighs> I grew up with so much stuff and so much clutter. And yeah, so you much did say stuff, you grew stuff, up with stuff, like stuff. hoarding, hoarding, hoarding. Yeah. I didn't grow up with mm-hmm. hoarding, but I did wonder why there was so much stuff. Yeah, in the rooms so, that we really didn't utilize. So I never appreciated or even knew to appreciate the nothingness of decluttering. And so when I first like started being like, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. Get rid of all this. And just experience like walking into a room and seeing nothing and just how light and wonderful that felt. Oh, 
gosh dang get rid of everything get rid of everything oh you're bringing back good memories really like I feel the way my house looked when everything was out of it I got rid of my couch the first time around yeah and I bought like two like two chairs from a thrift store just to like have something to sit in Mm -hmm. and I remember the only reason that my husband bought a new couch was because I found out I was pregnant and he's like, I'm not letting my pregnant wife sit on the floor. And I'm like, this pregnant wife is happy to lotus position this whole pregnancy. I do not need a couch. I'm fine. But you love having that couch, don't you? I I really want a huge sectional couch. Yeah. that's just, It's just my dream couch. Um, so it's not that I don't like the couch we have. It's just not the sectional that I've always dreamed about. living and being on and having yeah i i'm still waiting for that moment for like when we purchase the property or the house that we have and i finally have a room big enough for the couch that i want because Mm -hmm. it i mean it's huge yeah like i've seen it before and i dream about it all the time like i say it's l-shaped but it's technically like you know you got that side you got that side you got that side so you could burrow yourself in the corners mm-hmm. it's like some really cool like gray blue like kind of fits into the room but it's something it's the couch that's in the airbnb that you rent and you go why don't i have a couch like this at home right like it's like that <laughs> sectional couch that's what i'm looking forward to yeah but we have leather at my house because of our dogs and i'm not a leather person mm. so that's why i'm like i don't really like my couch but yeah. it, it's not like there's anything wrong with it i yeah. i just want a sectional couch yeah i, I just that. i want to feel like i'm four foot tall like mm-hmm. 95 pounds yeah because I'm not that, but if a couch can make me feel that way, <laughs> then you get a free sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 20 is pound the pavement. So this is talking about running, walking, all of that. And and actually there's, now I'm going to get this wrong because I'm I'm making up something that I heard once, is something about like the longer you walk, um, the more like something is released. I'm not exactly sure. I just read something this week. It was like, yeah. just go for like a 10-minute walk, and then it will literally release da-da-da-da and right. you. Right. It's like it's like for like every 100 feet you walk, more of this is really – like, I'm not – I'm making yeah. it up, but it's something about – I know about, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just go for a walk, people. Yeah. Yeah. And You'll go, experience If you want it. to run, run. If you don't walk, whatever, but like get just out get and out, get outside. Move. Go, go further. Mm-hmm. Um, Indulge in a massage, and I cannot express myself enough when I say get a freaking massage. Holy heck. I have recommended it to people, and they're like, I don't like being touched. Start there. Right. Investigate why Figure you don't, that out. <laughs> why you don't want the human connection physically. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, I just think it's weird when other people touch each other, start there. Right. Because that is, we need human touch to survive. Like, my love language, I 100% believe, is, like, physical touch. mm -hmm. I just love being hugged and all that shit. It's so much fun. Um, So, again, when I meet people, I just can't even imagine having a massager doing that or letting anybody do that to me. I'm like, you have some severe child issues. Yeah. I'm going to need you to focus on because you are missing out Mm -hmm. on just the unconditional love that connects all of us. Right. That's what I feel in a massage every time. I'm like, I love you so much. Well, and it's not just the human touch, which is amazing, and mm-hmm. you do need that human yeah. touch. Like, humans need human touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but body work and what it releases and oh, just, yeah. you know, the 
just everything that happens as you have a massage and processing through, it releases trauma. It releases all kinds of Toxins, things. Toxins. That's why they want yeah. you to drink a lot of water. Exactly. And yes. having that body work is so important. Um, so the massage, you know, get do what you need to do to get over having a human touch you if that's an issue. Um, or just start there. Why right. don't you want to be touched? Right. Like work through that. And to do me, what that you just sounds like torture. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like you don't I'm not be saying touched. like Who hurt you. Yeah. I'm not saying like go out and put yourself through torture. I'm saying like work through that process because the importance of having massage and doing that body work is more than just the human touch. Human touch is critical. Yeah. But, but it is more than that. It's a very, it's a very thick part of my self-care. Yeah. I've made mm-hmm. friends with masseuses, not to just like get in whenever <laughs> I want, but um, I have just felt so connected to them in our, in our conversations, in our time together that mm-hmm. we, we went outside of our appointments. Mm. I'm like, see, I'm silent the whole time. I'm like, Psh, it depends on who it time. is. It really yeah. does. Sometimes <laughs> I'll go to the place in the mall mm. oh, and yeah. I mean like, yeah, we'll talk. That's fine. But for the most part, I mean, they set the timer, they do your thing. Now Mm -hmm. I go to my friend, Michelle. I have to talk to her. (laughs) She is a talker. So that makes sense. But she always starts it. Yeah. She's like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Okay. And then like, I'll lay my head down and she'll start doing her thing and she'll start it. And I'm like, all right, so we're talking this time. (laughs) And it doesn't bug me at all because I love talking to her. She's Mm -hmm. so insightful. She's so intuitive. She's Mm -hmm. honestly really inspirational. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I look forward to it. The last time I scheduled an hour massage with her, this will not happen to you if you schedule with her. I scheduled an hour (laughs) massage with her. She never sets a timer when I'm in the room because she usually knows by the end of the routine when it's done. Mm -hmm. Three and a half hours later, my husband is calling me because I was supposed to be home like in an hour. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I looked at the time and I thought that I went into a different dimension and came back and was like, what do you mean time exists here? (laughs) And I had to call him and apologize. And I was like, I am so sorry. I'm not dead. I was like, Michelle and I literally just like. Did she massage you the whole time? The whole time. Oh, that's amazing. We, like, (laughs) we, our conversations are just so freaking epic anyways. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I can't believe that I lost track of time. Like, usually if I don't set a timer, I still know when the hour is. I go, honey, we were transported to another dimension. Yeah. I was like, you and me together, we are just powerful. Um, I ended up paying her well over the amount of her massage because, again, I was like, hey, you need this money. Um, But, yeah, I mean massages will just take you some places and if you're with the right person yeah because I do believe that when she touches me she actually cares about making me feel better right and that's important and I think Mm -hmm. that's important in in any anything but especially in massage you don't want someone that's just going through this the motions and just like okay your hour's done and I've had those and they're a great learning experience to pick your masseuses wisely absolutely I used to work for a massage uh, company mm-hmm. and one of my jobs was um, interviewing massage therapists, which sucked. Let me tell you, get five or six massages a week because you had to, right? Um, and there was a huge difference in people who actually knew what they were doing, who could find those issues in your back or wherever they were and work out your your issues, and people who were just going through the motions. And, yeah, and I, every single time, if you were going through the motions, you weren't going to get a job with me. Period. Well, you really shouldn't. I think if you're yeah. going to touch somebody, you should know how to honor. Yeah. Honor and respect them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So number, oh, this one's beautiful. Number 22, cuddle. 
there are therapists now that you cuddle therapists. Like, it's a job. Um, I wanted to open a cuddle club in Wichita about five years ago. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't is because um, the maturity in what it would take to keep the mm. safety of your cuddlers right. in Wichita does mm-hmm. not exist in the mindset of this area of the United States. Mm. Oregon, Washington, California, you go there, you can call somebody and have your house in 30 minutes. Do you want to be a little spoon or big spoon? What are you looking for? Da 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 da. You cuddle, it's completely platonic. Nothing weird happens. This is not a back catalog sex thing. Mm-hmm. It's 100% scientifically proven, backed, and this is why it exists. And I kept bringing it up over and over and over. When and people this would is be a like, great human touch one, right? Yeah. Hey, did you know that like cuddle companies exist? Like Vice were doing documentaries on mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I want to start a cuddle club in Wichita. Mm-hmm. But how do I keep my people safe? Right. When people are like, uh, yeah, like I ordered... I ordered this. I ordered a big yeah, spoon and it, cuddle. Yeah, so. it's like a big spoon cuddle. Yeah. yeah, that does not mean from behind. <laughs> right. You know, like there's no coding here. So I... I thought it was smart to obviously not do it here, but every time it gets brought up, I'm like, I swear to God, I'm like, I'm going to break the barrier in Wichita and I'm going to have this company. But until I figure out how to keep my people safe, I do not take a step forward mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But it, it it is right. Um, I think it's the way that we view that cuddling should only be for like the person that you're in a relationship with because mm-hmm. on obviously that intimacy is supposed to like lead to other stuff Mm -hmm. but that connection that maybe you can't get from that other person Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should be denied it because you don't have the correct compatibility with the person that you're with because you don't have someone you're with at all or yeah but there's you're right but people who already aren't in a relationship they don't have this barrier to get over like Mm -hmm. it's just like oh I just want to be cuddled that's cool I'm just gonna go try this Mm -hmm. it's it's safe yeah you know but like me in a relationship like if I went to my husband and was like hey I'm gonna go I'm gonna rent somebody from the cuddle club on Wednesday when you go to work they're gonna come over for about 45 minutes and I you know like I'm gonna be big spoon you know like you're very transparent with your partner like hey they're they're gonna come over and cuddle with me what does that do to your your partner's yeah. mind? Well, is cuddling with me not good enough? Are you not getting anything? How are we supposed to continue this life together? Mm-hmm. Like, Lane and I always say, what are we supposed to do the next 65 if this is the way it is now? Because mm-hmm. we just assume we'll have 65 together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one thing that we've candidly talked to each other about is not just bedroom stuff, but cuddling stuff, intimacy, holding hands, kissing, all of that. Mm-hmm. What do you need? What is your level? Is this your tolerance and is this your tolerance? Mm-hmm. And I think cuddling is the thing that's really going to break the barrier and opening us up back into, again, a universal connection mm-hmm. and realizing, like, if I wanted to go cuddle with somebody else platonically, mm-hmm. it's nothing against you. Mm-hmm. We're all pieces of each other mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So what stops you? What makes you feel so bad that I can't get it from you? Mm-hmm. And I, again, I, I think that the cuddle company would cause a lot of issues in the beginning yeah. because it, it, it opens your mind to more. Mm-hmm. Like we're so trained that I married you. I have to get everything from you. Mm-hmm. God will hate me if I even think about another man. Mm-hmm. And that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. God is probably very entertained by my thoughts. <laughs> I think that's why he loves I me. I think God is entertained by your thoughts. I yeah, agree. I think he is too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of popcorn popping up there. <laughs> so 23, get your ohm on. 
which is all about like yoga sound healing yeah frequency vibration stuff Mm -hmm. yes do it you will not regret it Mm -hmm. 24 is unplug so whether it's turning off your phone turning off your laptop doing both um taking a break from social media whatever it looks like just unplug from the rat race yeah definitely from your phone though yeah Definitely. Yeah. Airplane mode. You deserve to spend time with yourself. Absolutely. That's what I've learned. Yes. And then the last one on this list is to get out of town. Whether you're taking a break from an actual vacation, you just get in your car and you drive a couple towns away, whatever that looks like, like change your scenery and just get out of town and do something different. Oh, I love traveling. Yes. Yeah, so I've done, I'm in the middle of doing a lot of those things on that list. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really, really good list. As far as like a beginner list, I think it's uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but. Pick one or two things. Yeah, pick one or two. Don't feel like, oh, I just completed this list of 25 (laughs) and I still hate myself. I have to do all of these this month. I have to do all of these this (laughs) month. Yes. Um, Yeah, I don't ever. I used to fall for like the 30 day programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing that I've gotten with um, not trying to outsource yourself to stuff, but still be like open to learning. So I just say observe, I don't attach. Right. Um, is cater to your body, not the marketing. Right. So marketing is, is honestly an intricate part of our society from the reason we all drink out of plastic, the reason roads were here, all of these crazy things that we don't even think about that like actually got marketed to us. And the now, reason we have diamond rings. Oh my God. The reason we have <laughs> diamonds. Exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, but like the, even the packaging on stuff. Yeah. Will thwart you away from your health. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, look at that purple packaging. <laughs> it can't be dangerous. There's no freaking toxins in there. Right. It's purple. Right. You know, like how good everything looks for you and is said to be for you. Um, my the thing that I came across when I was doing my yoga certification, which I still am technically in the middle of. Um, there is a part on like the eight limbs of yoga where you um, you have very restrictive eating. You quit using like curse words and all of this fun stuff. And in the yoga community, I always wondered like what kind of teacher I hope to be one day. And there was a time in my life where I was like, well, I'll never be able to be at this level because I really enjoyed cheeseburgers and the F word. And that's kind of my joke, but it's an, a supreme reality right. that I was never going to be able to be the person to sit up in front of the class and be like, all right. Now we're going to talk like this. Like it just, that's not, that's not how I want to come into it. And it's not how I wanted to present it. So in those feelings of inadequacy, you find that that marketing really didn't work for me. So I go and I find something else and something else and something else. And through this journey of, is this marketing for me? Is this sales pitch for me? Am I going to listen to this? I learned to really trust my inner voice over what was being sold to me. So I started catering to my body. I started catering to my mindset. I started catering to my shadow side and not from a negative perspective, but hey, boo, you have an opinion too. And of course, my shadow side covers all of the love of the curse words that I like to use. (laughs) The F word being my favorite. Don't know if you know, but it is. (laughs) And I'm just like, how can I 
integrate all of myself into helping myself with knowing that when you go out into the world and you're like, help, 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 you get a bunch of snake oil salesmen. Mm-hmm. And you can still find that 100% in this community, whether you're looking for oils, crystals, authenticity and healers, all of that. You're going to find it everywhere. But mm-hmm. for some reason, there's this weird veil over everybody's eyes that as soon as you get into this community, like you're 100% safe, safe yeah. and you're not. It's a really big test to like open you up to your inner voice. Right. So um, it's always, whether it's religion, whether it's spirituality, whether it's a program, whether it's whatever it is. You always have to pay attention to your own voice and do what is right for you. Like, do that litmus test. Is this for me? That's the first question you always ask yourself. Is this for me? If you're listening to Spiritual Smorgasbord, is this for me? Because if we're not for you, stop. Don't listen to us. Yeah, dude, it's totally fine. We still love you. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. Yup. But... Like I, my husband put on a podcast last week and they talk about the same stuff I do, but I really wasn't picking up what the guy was throwing down. Mm -hmm. The information wasn't bad. It was accurate. It was correct. It was Mm -hmm. wonderful. But like my vibes weren't really matching what he was pushing out. Mm -hmm. And I, I've already accepted hitting the publish button on this project that we're not going to be for everybody. Right. Maybe they don't like our tree branches, Desiree. Mm -mm. Maybe they just need just... TikTok, 60 seconds, go. That's fine. We'll they, figure out how to do TikToks They later. want a blowfish and we offer a Labrador and an owl. It's true. It's very true. It is what it is, man. But to circle back to marketing, yeah. Um, again, just listen to your inner voice. And my biggest takeaway for self-healing and how to start is be nice to the person you're looking at in the mirror. It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to slowly start doing it. You're going to have to take some accountability in your life, in the breath that you breathe, in the food that you eat, in the way that not only you treat others, but coming back into yourself. So, for example, if you get up in the morning and you look at yourself and you're just like, you piece of shit, I hate you. I can't believe this is who you've turned into. Okay, well, can you imagine walking outside your door, going and pumping gas? And while you're pumping gas, this stranger walks up to you and says, you piece of shit. I can't believe who I you turned into. I can't believe who you turned into. Fuck you. Would you put up with that? Would you put up with that? Or would you literally like punch him in the face <laughs> and be like, well, he called me a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. Or would you be like, I know you're right. I know you're right. <laughs> you know, you got to like, if you pulled yourself out as like, say you have a twin, right? But it's like you standing in front of you. Would you really be able to like beat that person up? Or would you be like, why can't I love you? Start asking yourself, why can't I love you? Oh, I can't, I can't love myself because I don't look the way that I think I should look. I can't look at myself because I can't forgive myself for things that I've done to others or others have done to me. You know, there's a lot of like little auditing things that you can do, but it's going to start with literally figuring out how to be nice to yourself in the mirror. Affirmations do not work if you are not on the right frequency. I know people don't like to hear that. If you're like driving, if you're driving in your car and like, I am love, I am light. Ah, fuck you. Get out of my way. I am love, I am light. Ah, oh, fucking red light. Like that doesn't work. 
you're putting a bunch of like really bad ingredients in a bowl and your muffins are going to taste like shit. (laughs) So it's a really big awareness practice that I've found starting again. I'll say it for like the 15th time being nice to yourself. When you look in the mirror, if you're a crystal girl, get yourself some rose quartz and put it in your pocket. And when you're feeling a little anxious or weird, you start rubbing that stone in your hand, kind of like a worry stone. And you remind yourself of the things that you're grateful for in your life. If you don't know how to start with loving yourself, you can, at least have some gratitude because there's gratitude in everybody's life especially in america like you have rights that most of the world doesn't have so food you have food in your cabinet (laughs) you have a roof over your head you have a job like there's so many things even if they are the toxicity in your time that you can give those things like good energy like the work environments i knew i needed to leave I'm really grateful that I am working in a place that gives me a paycheck to be able to provide for my family, even though I know this isn't my life purpose and I know this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. But everything is a stepping stone to where I'm supposed to be going. So why am I here? What is this teaching me while I live in this grateful, grateful moment for the fact that I can provide for my family? So you're acknowledging that you know you're not where you're supposed to be, so you're not settling you are putting positive energy into the toxic work environment that you know you're not supposed to be in. But you're also retraining your brain to think about, yeah, why am I here? What is this teaching me versus walking into the job you hate every day and being like, oh my God, am I ever going to get out of here? God, this sucks. I hate this day. Like you're building mountains in front of yourself that you don't really need to climb. So if you know you're the one that put the mountain in front of you, you're the one that's going to be able to take it away. So those are my takeaways. We have another two-hour episode. Congratulations. How am I ever going to get away from this? Um, We'll have a lot of information at the bottom for you. We'll cite everybody just in case you want to go check out the holistic stuff that we talked about, maybe some alternative forms of health care. Do you have anything that you would like to say to our friends? Uh, Shoot. Um, Yeah, no. Shoot, uh, no. (laughs) Her outros are always wonderful. Yeah. She's like, I'm done. Yeah. I was done at an hour and a half. I, I already put my papers down. Yeah, you're already done. <laughs> okay, that's wonderful. Well, thanks again, anybody that's still hanging on. I know you're out there and we always appreciate it. We really, really hope that you learned something. And as always, not that the whole episode isn't my favorite part, but you know how I am with my music friends. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And this is sponsored by Vitality Exposed Concert Photography. Please go over to Kelly Catastrophe's Instagram and support and like and let her bring you back to the live music we all know we need in our lives. Today's choice is a band, I believe, out of Colorado. They're called Styly, and um, you can check them out on Instagram on Styly Vibes. I'll also have their info at the bottom for you. But this is Journeyman, and this is a really good depiction of, you know, we're all on our own journey. We're all going to experience things a different way, whether we use the same modality or a different one. But I hope you all know that we are all in this life together and we all are connected. And it's about freaking time we all start remembering. You know what I mean? So just vibe out with some styly and we'll see you for the next episode. I love you all. Oh.